This is Not Worth Living, a podcast that features creatives interviewing themselves with a preset list of questions. Unlike other podcasts that feel like conversation between friends, this one aims to feel like eavesdropping on a psychiatrist's visit. Today's episode features... Hi, this is Joe Koch, author of The Wingspan of Severed Hands, Convulsive, and The Crusade, And I'm joining Ira, who's not here, to answer some questions about what makes you tick. So that's the first question that he's left for me. And I feel like, I feel like ticking is not the kind of sound that I make or not the kind of um, rhythm of, of how I exist. Um, I'm definitely much more oceanic um, than ticking. So yeah, only for Ira would I even do this. So next question, would you open an envelope with your death date? Um, this is a terrible question and I love it because it's, it's really an impossible thing to answer because of course you want to know, you're curious, um, you are intrigued and there's information here that you can't ever have. So for me, if it's something you literally can't ever have, of course I want that. Of course I'm going to open it. Of course I'm going to look. But now consider the consequences that once you know your death date, this is going to change everything you do. And it's going to, it's going to kind of be like um, somebody just took a brick wall and you didn't run into it, but they shoved the brick wall into your face. And you have to now literally decide what you value. Um, Is it worth doing anything existing at all because you will die and in a sense this is a very familiar question um growing up very religious um not that i believed it intellectually but with the conditioning of uh fundamentalist southern baptists who are like i think what most people call evangelicals now um you're constantly thinking about death and the afterlife or if it exists and you're constantly confronted with pretty intense philosophical questions and so the this idea of knowing your death date um is very familiar and add to that um that we all thought in the 1980s which is when i was a teenager that the world was going to end from nuclear war any second. Um, Like we're constantly under that threat. And if you want to watch a film that gives you a really good sense of what we were scared of and the anxieties of um, feeling like you're just going to die any second from nuclear war, there's a film called Threads. So I, I recommend watching that. It's awful. Okay, next question. What was the first time you remembered creating something intentionally? Uh, I was maybe not even old enough to be talking much. I was always drawing, coloring pictures, and then uh, pretty quickly, you know, going from coloring books like, oh, fuck that, and doing my own little drawings. So I was very precocious 
about always creating, and that's always been a big part of my life. This takes us to the next question, or really a lot of these questions are kind of like the same question. What keeps you motivated? Who inspires you? What's your latest project? Um, like I'm just, I have to make things. It's just how I am. Um, who inspires me at the moment? Right now I'm reading um, the poetry book Summer by Johannes Korensen, and I apologize if I'm saying their name wrong. Um, so this is a poetry book that's in two languages, one of which I don't speak. Um, and so I'm just kind of reading it the first time without looking up translations because because it's definitely written in a way where you want to embrace the, the music of the language. And Johannes is a really interesting writer, um, a translator, not just a poet. And one thing he said that made my mind explode was that all writing is a form of translation. I just think that's fucking great. Because if you think about it, well, you know, you think things, right? It's not as if they appear as sentences, or if they do, that's that's rather unusual. So this idea that when you are writing as an author, that you're translating other stuff onto the page. If you just really sit there and think about that for a while, I think that changes a lot of, it can, you know, it can change your approach to what you're writing and how you compose a piece and what you draw from to make a piece of writing. Because I'm just not, I'm just not real big on, um, on being commercial, on, I'm not really into writing a bestseller. I'm not trying for popularity. I mean, maybe I could, I'm not, I'm not sure I could if I wanted to, but I'm just a lot more interested in, in drawing from like this, this big, vast, um, going back to the first question, oceanic kind of world that that is our consciousness. And I think like the art that's really interesting is um, the stuff that's kind of deep into that. And that doesn't mean it can't be fun and, and perky in some sense, you know, depending on the project. Uh, that's enough rambling. Uh, if money was no object, what would be your dream project? So just... One thing I thought about was this idea of a sort of commune or like if I was rich, so I'd buy land and, uh, you know, structures, buildings for people to live in and make it like a, a writer's retreat, but it could be semi-permanent for people. I would love to do this for like the trans writing community because a lot of us are, um, you know, disenfranchised in the in the places where we live in countries and states in the US where not countries in the US countries other than the US and states in the US where um the law is making it difficult to simply exist um but really like any any very interesting writers or those who felt the need and wanted to live in a community rather than um, 
the, the isolation of the traditional family. And not every traditional family is isolated, but the, anyway, the idea of like a, a writer's retreat that's semi-permanent, like that sounds so cool. And I'm not sure if I would have the administrative skills to run it, but I could always hire somebody if money wasn't an object. And it would also be the idea that I could myself live kind of out in the middle of nowhere, which I would love, and bring my friends to me rather than trying to find random strangers in the city where I find myself living, because I've moved a million times, um, find, find random strangers who I happen to have enough in common with to, to be friends with. Is there a quote or a motto that you work by that would, I, probably just the William Burroughs thing, nothing is true, everything is permitted. Would you be friends with yourself? I mean, honestly, no, but that's just my mental health issues. What do you do differently from other people? I don't know. Probably I'm just more selfish than most other people. Um, I'm not invested in proving that I'm a good person to anyone or, um, you know, making little copies of myself called children and putting them into the world for others to suffer with. I, mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just... I'm just here, man. I'm just here. What would what would I like my epitaph to say? Nothing, because I would rather not die. That's the idea of just dying and not existing is incredibly boring. <laughs> There's still nothing would happen. It would be boring, uninteresting, and the end of all possibilities. So I refuse that thought. Anyway, man, I hope this works for you, Ira. I love the work you do. You're a pretty awesome artist, publisher, writer, and I can't thank you enough for inviting me, despite how terrible probably all of this sounds. Thanks a lot.